And part of the problem with not really having a government at the moment is no one wants to tell us where we stand on the Middle East. They blame the caretaker convention which is in play at the moment. So Nationals Jerry Brownlee says they still support Israel's right to defend itself. The Foreign Minister Naya Mahuta won't even pick up the phone. She's gone, she's out, she's not interested. Otago University International Relations Professor Robert Patman back with us. Robert, morning to you. Uh, Good morning, Mike. Does it really matter what we think in the grand scheme of things? Yes, it does. Because uh, so far... Um, there's been a message from the United States and the EU leaders um, that Israel's right defence is absolute and seems to be unqualified. Um, That was the position at the beginning of this crisis, which was understandable given the mass murder of about 1,400 Israelis by Hamas. But as this crisis has unfolded and people have witnessed the uh, disproportionate retaliation of Israel then people are looking for a more qualified, perhaps more nuanced position. And it's Israel, New Zealand, we live in an interconnected world, Mike, and New Zealand, what New Zealand says on this issue is quite important. Right, good. Quite so here, here's your problem, though. Uh, what the Labour government would have said when you're talking about nuance and subtlety uh, is different to what the new government would say, and, the, and, and that lies your problem, doesn't it? I don't think so, Mike. I think both uh, parties indicated in the course of the election campaign that there was bipartisanship when it came to foreign policy. I haven't seen any substantial differences between national and Labour on the question of the Middle East. Indeed, it was Mr McCulley who was really, when he was foreign minister a few years back in 2015, 2016, who was pushing the Netanyahu government very hard on resuming negotiations with the Palestinians. So I don't think this is a huge point of substantive difference between the parties. Right. When we talk about a two-state solution, do we talk about a two-state solution because that would be the ideal, knowing full well it's never going to happen, or do we say that because we've got nothing else to say? No, I think people say a two-state solution because, um, first of all, there was movement in that direction in the 1990s. But secondly, you cannot impose a military solution to a political problem. There's been, you know, the tussle is between the desire, the understandable desire for Israeli security, but also the understandable desire after 70 years for the Palestinians to achieve self-determination and statehood. Mm. Those two things have got to be reconciled. So I don't think it's just gesture politics. I think when people talk about a two-state solution, they're trying to get the participants to look beyond the immediate military confrontation. What is the end game? Well, that's yeah. This is the part that interests me most at the moment. What is the end game? So, so the ground ground invasion hasn't started yet, and one suspects the Americans involved in that. Say it does start, it starts to achieve what, and then what, and how long does that take? And then what happens to all the people that fled, and how flat is Gaza, and all the other questions that go with it? And what are the humanitarian consequences? Uh, because it's what's quite clear is the shocking news this morning that close to 5,000 Palestinians, largely civilians, and more than 1,000 children have died in the last week, uh, since the October the 7th, I should say. So it, the human costs of this, this you know, uh, approach at the moment, the emphasis on a military solution or a military response, mm. uh, has its shortcomings. And also, logistically, it could be very difficult for Israel. I think Israel is the reason why Israel left Gaza, um, and, and that is because it's a very difficult exactly. space to operate. Yeah. Exactly. All right, Robert, good to catch up with you. Appreciate it very much. Robert Patman, International Relations Professor at Otago Uni. For more from the Mike Hosking Breakfast, listen live to News Talk ZB from 6am weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.